Hello, this is Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And this is Two Teachers Talking, a podcast where Tony and I get together and talk about what's happening in the classroom, what we've done, what we wanted to do, what failed, what worked. Sometimes we talk about things that ordinarily wouldn't talk about with other people. And this is episode number 29 of Two Teachers Talking. 29. 29. Did I get that right? You got it right. Perfect. Oh, how, many, how many times did we have to do that before <laughs> I finally got it right? I think, what, we did three takes? It must have been. Which would have been the first time we've done three takes. Yeah. <laughs> or two takes. <laughs> no, we've done two takes before. Mm. Anyway, this is Getting Back on Track podcast. Hey, by the way, Tony, I don't interrupt you when you do the intros, do I? I don't remember. <laughs> because you always do the intros. <laughs> if you don't remember me interrupting, I probably don't. So back to podcast episode number 29. And today we're talking about what it's like to be a full-time teacher in Japan at a university. You know, the ups and downs, the ins and outs, um, what's good, what's bad, and how sometimes I dream of going back to being part-time. And Tony, you've been, like me, you've been part-time, full-time, but you've stayed part-time. Whereas I've kind of gone pushing in that full-time track. Mm -hmm. So we both are bringing a slightly different perspective. Yeah, so yeah, recent experiences are, are, are quite different, though. even though both of us have been on, on either side of this fence at some point or another. And today, so we're kind of, I guess, looking at kind of adding on to episode 28 when we, took to, we talked about, what was it, the dilemmas of being part-time? Oh, the, oh, the good and the bad. The good and the bad. But, the, but of course. The good, the bad, Of course, the there's other. a whole lot, in my opinion, there's a whole lot more bad than good. For which? Part for time. everything. Part time. No, for part for everything. <laughs> no, just for your general perspective on life, right? <laughs> my situation, of course. My situation. Uh, <laughs> what else uh, matters? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I was mentioning. Did I, did I tell you this now? Um, my wife has basically banned me from sitting next to her while she watches television. And my daughter has picked up on that now because I'm so critical and negative all the time. Oh. So I've been banned from the living room couch pretty much on a permanent basis for negativity. Hmm. But okay. We're talking about full time. And for those people who are not in Japan or are not that familiar with full time, full time has. What? It's pretty amazingly <laughs> ambiguous. Oh, and yeah. all, fla all, all the flavors. 31 flavors. Right. right. And then there are the differences between how a Japanese national, let's say, right, mm. and someone who's come over to Japan for a while, how those things are even It's another dimension. Right. You know, I mean, so we're going to talk then, yeah, about and even, that. Even within the, the specific titles that the person might have, there's also all different kinds of levels of involvement, uh, the actual role that the person plays in the organization can can vary incredibly. It's, it's a really a wide range of, of of different kinds of things that all get kind of lumped together into full time. Right, and I've seen it go from the entire range of you know the gamut of the spectrum. You know, mm. where there's almost zero involvement to your involvement is, you know, the deep end of the swimming pool. Right. At one point, you're you're photocopying. You know, lesson plans for the part-time teachers, and at the other end, you're, you know, involved in curriculum decisions, writing textbooks, um, and uh, heading up, you know, and really heading up programs. I mean, with your yes. hands on the wheel. Yeah, I mean, I know places where people are heads of departments, mm. or actually heads of faculty. Mm. Some universities do that. I know other places where people are heads of committees, mm. and there are other places where a foreign full-time person would not 
have to even worry. <laughs> I use that in the good sense, right? About those kinds of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's what are let's talk about it. Okay, so there. When we talk about full time, we have to, I think, clarify for people. What yeah, we a little mean. vocabulary and review. There's, huh? Yeah, and there's real, true full time, which what we mean by that is tenured. Tenured full professor. Or, okay, which is a kyoju, kyoju. in Japan, mm. or an associate professor, which is the next level down, June which is kyoju. June Kyoju. Mm. And then there's what some people call lecture, but now everybody's decided is actually assistant professor. Yeah, that transition's happened, right? Lecture to assistant professor in yeah, Koshi. Right? Koshi, right? So those are the three tenured positions. And mm. I think if you get any other position, it's probably not tenured if your title is not that. Yeah, it's usually something like a tokunin, tokunin koshi, okay, right? right? Na- and those those jobs you are know, limited kind term. Of, full-time in that, um, you, you're, you're kind of expected to be there at that school at probably four days a week. And uh, you're... Pretty much, you know, you are full time in that sense, but your term of employment is often limited. They say the contract is one year or three years, and three well, years is a, is a common uh, time time period here in time. Kansai, anyway. Right, and renewable one time, sometimes. Right, mm. not always. And I also know that um, I worked at one place where you were a non tenured. Lecture and some people had year-to-year contracts, but they'd been working there twenty-five years. Mm-hmm. But those really don't exist anymore. Mm. Okay, so we're looking at two sets. One is the tenured mm. full-time person, and the other is what we're going to refer to from now on, I guess, is the limited-term full-time person. And basically, in many ways, those responsibilities are basically the same. If I'm correct. In well, I think words. I think that can vary. I can then vary because a that, lot. Of, I mean, but well, a lot of times, the, like the, those, like the, the limited, the tokening um, positions, very often the responsibilities are are limited just to teaching. This is true. They they, they don't true. have to sit in a meeting. Uh, meetings. We, we get to that later. But uh, um, meetings. They're, meetings. They're basically <laughs> just you know they're there for the convenience of the university. It's someone that they can count on and they can schedule you anytime in those four days, and that's it. And you just teach. Right. Other times, um, your responsibilities can can get quite deep and quite heavy. You know, I think it varies right. a lot from school to school. Right, and the title might not even be tokunin. I mean, mm. I know that there are people I know who are junkyojus, associate professors, mm. but they're on three-year renewable contracts huh. that can only be renewed a maximum one time. But their to- huh. their title is, you okay. know, associate professor. Yeah, it's unusual. Oh. I that's the first time I've seen that. Mm. Usually, it's something like. Tokunin, nantoka, nantoka, you know, blah blah blah, or um, ah, the 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 remember the four, the other one, the guy kokujin, that was the foreign. Anytime there's foreign <laughs> in front of your your title, it's probably limited term. Mm, yeah, almost by definition. And the terms will be different from a regular full time. But and, and not necessarily worse, but different. Right, just different, just different. And you know, this is an important point. Is um, some people will say, well. You know, this is wrong. It's not. And it depends what you want to do and what your needs are. Mm. For example, there is something to be said if you have um, a limited term position, you're full time, you get a lot of the benefits. They'll give you an office, for example. You have a place to work. They'll give you what's um, a research budget, right? Mm-hmm. Ken Kiwi, um, that you can spend. And that varies from school to s- school. 
Um, yeah, let's let's mention it again for for people outside Japan. Ken Kyuhi is a is. Uh, like a research allowance that um, full time. It's part of the full time contract. Often it's, part of the full. It's a package. Contract. It allows you to buy books or computers or use it for travel for conferences, etc. Yeah, it's usually et the equivalent of like you know U.S. dollars, maybe you know two or three thousand dollars, or, or, or less depending or on more, the or more or more or yeah. more. The highest I've ever heard. This is amazing. Was two million yen. One million yen for travel. Wait a minute, Charlie. You made a mistake. I think you said two million yen. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> which is twenty thousand American dollars. Yeah. Yes, yes. Hyakumanen, Hyakumanen. One million yen for travel and one million yen for direct purchases. It was unbelievable. So, so now the people who are outside of Japan are kind of understanding the resentment of the part-time teachers toward the full-timers. This was not a job I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, it's, we, it's in a very selective vision, right? We always pick up on uh, what's the, the, the positive aspects, and then we you know, very conveniently blind well, ourselves. Well, you do. I negatives. always look at the negatives. But, <laughs> um, but I think the average in Japan right now is right at about $3,500, okay. mm. I think. And, you know, that again... Some schools will treat it very differently from other schools. Mm -hmm. I worked at one place where my, my door lock kind of started breaking. It, you know, I could hear it scraping and, you know, the jam, I and, guess. And that was part of your Ken your And people said thing. I had to use my Ken <laughs> to repair that. And that was an interesting discussion, to put it mildly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I basically refused. Of course. Naturally. And <laughs> they said, well, you have to. And then after – and I heard people do that for, you know – that they had to have their air condition their air conditioner broke and somebody said you have to use your Ken Kiwi to fix the mm. air conditioner and they were really worried and I said just go in and tell them no my Ken Kiwi is not for that you know it's a, Ken Kiwi is officially for and there's a list and show them the list and they did they took the piece of paper there and the people said oh, okay we'll fix it next week <laughs> there you go so um, you get you have those benefits. Um, and also, yeah. um, uh, something, some, another thing that, uh, again, mostly for the benefit of people outside Japan, but some people in Japan as well, um, being full-time often, but again, not always, but almost always, um, makes you eligible for a bonus. Oh, yeah. Now, see, and outside Japan, again, you don't think, well, okay, a bonus. The bonuses in Japan are sizable, and uh, there are almost zero part-timers that get uh, a bonus. This is a really good point. And for those people outside of Japan, basically what they do is they take your salary and then they divide it by 16.5. And each, that that number is your gross salary for the month, and in the summer, they give you two months' salary, and then in December, usually, they give you 2.5 months. I think that's pretty fair. So yeah, so total your bonus is a, the equivalent of like four plus months salary, right? And that which allows is, which you, is which is not a small amount. Yeah, so that allows the organization to keep it in the bank and earn interest on your salary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although in Japan, what's the interest rate on savings? Yeah, is point zero zero something. Like I think. That. Yeah, I think it's just a frighteningly low number. Yeah, I think but, my mortgage. So is you get 1. bonuses, 8%. right? Also. Um, the school will pull money out of your salary for the pension fund, mm -hmm. the Japanese pension fund, mm -hmm. and you are paying into the Japanese health insurance Correct. system. Which, by the way, is kind of sometimes I wonder about because the prices here are so low. Mm -hmm. 
Very. It's it's unbelievable. I remember I had an ear infection, you know, um, an inner ear infection. So I was like, I had what's called vertigo and I was spinning and dizzy and I couldn't walk and I had to go to the hospital. And then the one hospital said, no, we got to take you to another hospital. They took me to an ambulance. And I spent basically six hours all night until early morning in emergency. And like the bill came out, we had to pay like one third and the bill came out to something like a hundred dollars. No, the total bill. The total bill would have been three hundred. Three hundred, right? And yeah. we had to pay a hundred, and it's like which like, would have been well, ten times that. In which the is like, wait, excuse me for just a second, but um, that was like <laughs> what you guys took out of my paycheck for the month. <laughs> I don't need this health insurance. Right? Exactly. So right. And the insurance is not cheap, but the the medical bills are. The medical bills are. Maybe that's why. <laughs> so you get those benefits, and also if you're full time, the school is also pulling out a certain amount of money from your paycheck and putting it into an account that they pay you that they pay out when you retire mm. so and retirement age varies at different universities I the think. retirement age varies different universities and the retirement deal varies yes. greatly yes yes um, yes you want to talk a little bit about that because i think you know more about the economics than i do uh possibly i all i know is uh, just horror stories from a couple of people that i know that <clears throat> were full-time at different universities, well, I, mean, and I can talk about my own as well, um, and uh, you know, you, it's it's a it's a very Japanese thing. You you don't know what the amount is going to be until after you retire. Okay, can I can I just interrupt here Go. for a second? For those people who have not been in Japan, you accept a job without knowing the finances. Yeah. In fact, it's considered rude to ask about the compensation package during the interview and until even you're offered the job. And even after you're offered the job, most people find out how much they're making when they get their first paycheck. This is true. So he, I just, he's not making that up. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is true. Now, I don't know. My attitude is when people say it's considered bad manners to ask about compensation, I'd say yes if I'm the person <laughs> it's who's It's one of those paying. times. It's, it's one, one of those, those times. times. Where, right? It's, it's, this it's, is one of those times where we're, we're just going to have to be rude. Well, that's like, you know, when your boss comes to you and says, hey, Charles, we have we have um, some a little bit of bad news for you. <laughs> and they say, what? And you said, you're fired. And that's not a little bit of bad news. That's really big news. But yeah, you you don't talk about compensation. And most people, it's very hard to get that information from some personnel departments. Yeah. So please continue, though. So, um, yeah, I, I, you, know, you know, again, stories from, from friends who have retired in full-time jobs and uh, their uh, pension is much less than they had expected. Some universities, even though you are a tenured professor and they're eligible for the retirement um the package unless you've been there for a really long time like 30 years um is a lump sum and not a not a big lump <laughs> um and they've been you know more, more than disappointed i mean it's it's a panic because um in, in japan at, at, at a certain age i mean you just can't get work uh people in overseas talk about age discrimination it's just a, a it's fact here. here it's it's brazen and it there's there, it's not and a, that's for men and that's for men if you're a woman it's, it's a even total, worse oh god it's uh, let's not even run that one how but no it's it's on it's not uncommon for example to see jobs advertised that we're looking with for age limits. a teacher and it's like an applicants must be under 40 years of age yeah but you know how they get around that now i i realized is that they advertise the job for assistant professor hmm. this is an assistant professor position that basically means 
between up until about 30, 32, 33. Mm. If it's an advertisement for an associate professor, it's between the ages of 30 to 45. And if it's for a professorship, then they're willing to look a little older. That's, I think, how they do that. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There, you, I've seen it where it says applicants must be under 35 years old. Mm. Yeah, I've right? seen a whole lot of those. Yes. <laughs> yes, and when you're and, our age. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's written and sometimes it's just behind the scenes. And I've been in that situation. It's so also. much better when it's written. Yeah, I was all I was all lined up for a job and, and you, know, you know a connection and it, it was in. It's like well, and it came in as well. He's over fifty. I go yeah, and so well, so, well <laughs> no, <laughs> we we don't we can't hire anybody over fifty. And okay. why is that? That's, that's the way it is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, be prepared for that answer. Yeah. yeah, and that's an answer you cannot. There's no discussion. There's it's, no it's part of that. It's part about being in Japan. A lot of times, right. I mean, there is that. You just that's that's the way it is. And the sooner you learn how to swallow that answer, you'll save a lot and, of and, and learn a lot and, of time. and also you know fair learn when not to. But this is not one of those times. Well, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. You know, that's I'm still working on that. <laughs> one, but <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean, I still can't get that one right. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I cannot. Can I? And that is a topic that then we will get to that one. We will get to that one. Yes, that's you know that will have to be a different podcast called. Uh, <laughs> Stupid things I've done and continue to do. Oh, we had a podcast about that, mm. but okay. So, okay. There's... So, so go. We're we're so we've 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 covered the different kinds of full time. What what all it means, and so now everybody is just as confused okay. as we are about what this might possibly mean, but or what this podcast is about. But there's still a there's still a divide. <laughs> there's a huge divide okay. between the part time situation, the full time situation, and with the full time. Let's talk about um, let's talk about the good stuff first, because the neg- the negative stuff will. Okay, you go later. first. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of something. All right. Well, well you, okay. Uh, seriously, it's no, a full timer. You you get you get an. We talked about part timers who, who are like uh, sit around like in a in a pen, right? Uh, right Full timers. You, you guys get an office, right? Right. You get an office, and uh, you have a desk, and you have the internet connection, and it's yours. It's, it's not a shared this office. This is a really usually, right. Well, some. I get a um, yes, 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 yes. I think that that's pretty much understood. That mm-hmm. if you're full time, as a tenured full time person. Mm-hmm. You'll get a private office. Mm-hmm. So not a, not office. a personal secretary. No, 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 no. no. You get you office get... support services. Not really. I have to. Um, you have to vacuum and clean your own office. Uh-huh. I have to make my own copies. Uh-huh. Um, I have no help for typing decoding. and typing and photocopying. You do that yourself. I do everything. Okay. Like, all the copying, everything. All I do. No support or help for dealing with Japanese documents. Mm-hmm. Which can be really hard sometimes. Sure, you know, trying to figure out. I mean, I've I've actually taken some emails <laughs> and asked my wife, "Can you please figure this out? I can't make heads or tails of this." And she's like, "I don't know. It, it looks like Japanese, but it doesn't sound like it, right?" You right. Know, no, no. I've, I've had this. Bureaucraties. You know? I've had the exact same situation. And when we talk about Japanese being difficult, it well, we mean it's. Really, I mean, we've been here for a long time. We've been here twenty plus years. It's really difficult, and it's difficult yeah. for native speakers because I've had the exact same experience where I've received. Um, you know, information from universities. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I run it through, you know, anything that I can find on the computer. It does, still doesn't make any sense. I take it to a native, couple of native speakers, a graduate of Osaka University. It's one of the top universities in Japan. And he goes, this wasn't written by a Japanese. I, I can't make heads or tails of this. This doesn't make any sense. It's all gibberish. This is, I don't think this was written by a Japanese person. 
And you go, wrong. <laughs> it, was no, it, was. it was. It wasn't me. Bureaucrat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So, but it's really un- yeah, but the, actually, okay. I'm not surprised that you don't have that office support because part of the expectation is that is, yeah, for okay, this kind now. of job is that you're going to have sufficient Japanese language skills to function on yeah, a day-to-day okay. basis. Well, actually, some places, my Japanese is functional, but it's hard. Oh, yeah. Too, it's always right? hard. And, I mean, I was sitting in the middle of a professor's meeting one day and I was really trying to follow it and then I just got lost. I mean, 100%, you know, just like, I have absolutely no idea what's happening. So I turned to a Japanese professor next to me, you know, and said, sensei, sorry to really bother you, but can you like recap for me what's been said in the last five or 10 minutes? And the professor turned to me and says, I cannot understand anything that they're saying. And he's probably, and he's not lying. <laughs> and he's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've right. had the exact same experience. Said, can you sum it up? And he goes, I have no idea. And I have three guys together. And I said, they, they, then they together tried to piece together what was said, what they meant. And I, it, I understand that you don't believe that this is possible, but it happens it really is. over it does, and yes. over. Okay. But we're talking about the positive things. Okay. So, okay. Um, so you get the office. And we the, mentioned the Ken Kuhi, the research money. Right. There's and the, but the big thing is there's a feeling of safety that there's ground beneath your feet. The security is huge. The security and it's not. I'm not. Don't mean financial security. No, that's just mean, the job. I'm talking spot. about when you go into a classroom and, for example, when you're a part timer and let's say. What's a, a good example is you've got the kid who just is disruptive. Let's say it doesn't happen very often, and as a part timer, there's. You just finally turn and say, look, just get out of the classroom. You failed the class. You you always are looking over your shoulder when you make that kind of decision, when you make that call. Yeah. That somebody's going to come here and they're going to talk to me. And one thing that's really true is if you're full-time, especially if you're tenured, nobody comes to you. Because there's what can they do? And by the way, one thing I should talk, explain to people, there's this who have not who are not in Japan or haven't come to Japan, tenure here is given after the job offer. It's not tenure track. I forgot to mention that. Mm. So you go to an interview, and people will interview you for an hour and a half or an hour or two hours. They'll then make a decision, offer you a job, and you're given tenure, which if you think about it is kind of a really scary process because it's really easy to make a mistake. So, so it's done at the interview time? There's no probationary no, no. period? Or? Most places don't have probationary period, but I have seen I – I, because just I always watch the um, the J-R-E-C-I-N site. You know the J-R-E-C-I-N site? Yep. Right. And I just always look at it just to see what's happening and to see what's trending. And I've seen where Japanese nationals will be given tenure at the beginning there of employment, a foreign – National will be given a two-year contract and then possibly offer tenure after review. That that seems to ring bells with me. You know, and, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I see, but we're talking positive stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that. But you have that security in terms of you can do what you want, right? Um, you don't have the nervousness over teacher evaluations, Mm-hmm. Right, which mm. I think is a whole podcast in itself. You know, mm. The problem Good of, point. you know, that te- well, we've talked about this before, but the use of teacher evaluations for actually evaluating people without um, looking at any of the classroom data or giving the you know the instructor 
the uh, opportunity to say, look, you know, this was a class that just I did not bond well with, mm. etc. Um, the the freedom to, you know, really teach what you want on many situations and not worry that somebody's, um, you know, going, you need to get their approval. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, mm. the full-time situation is really nice. I think that also there is the financial security if you're at a school that's succeeding. It's a little scary when you're at schools where enrollments are dropping, and that's because the population of Japan is graying and decreasing. This is a double whammy here. So the number of available students is going down so that students who ordinarily would not have gone to college are going to college. Um, are some of the – so those are, I think, the biggies. I mean, I, think, I know that – Yeah, sorry. I think we're, – yeah, we're missing the, the, the huge elephant in the room, though. I, again – Is there a, an elephant in my room? There's a, there's a big-ass elephant sitting here, and um, – <laughs> The, the part-time teachers... Tony, I really don't like it when you refer to me that way. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and the part-time teachers elephant. are getting really antsy because they aren't these guys in the spotlight. Because from the part-timers' perspective, where they're getting they get paid per class, right? And they have that perspective. Um, the teaching load of a full-time teacher, ironically, yes. you, know, you think of a part-time teacher, they have these insane teaching loads. However, when you go full-time, it should increase. It actually diminishes considerably, and the normal teaching load of a full-time is about teach- six is about six averages i've known places where okay but but that teach- oh, no, no there's there's other things too right there's yes other right okay we're now, gonna get to yeah, that right right but that's a good point is that the average teaching load is six and goes up and this is per semester yeah, not per six, year yeah six and six each semester right and part-time teachers teach 15 to 20 let's say. right yes 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 and the salaries Okay. Are, are better. About double. Yeah, yeah. And the other great advantage, for example, as a full-timer, is I get to teach upper division courses. Yeah, and which are, and by, by definition, smaller. And, right, So you're teaching right. third-year students, fourth-year students. Your class sizes are about 10 to 15, maybe, maybe six. Hey, we have Zemis, and Zemis are about two, three, four students. Where that counts a as a class. Topic, it counts as a class, and it's focused on, and usually it's in your specialty. So a pretty big elephant there. <laughs> a pretty big elephant. Um, so yeah, now, there's can the, you, now we should ask the elephant to leave the room. There's the office, and then there's research money. There's the bonus. <laughs> there's the teaching load. There's the salary. Right. Uh, there's the pension. So, so, there's the security. There's the there's, health insurance. There's right. the security. There's the prestige and the weight that uh, people don't question your judgment and uh, this is, don't this check is up actually, on you. Yeah, yes. But it should be pointed out that in some ways, whether you're full-time or part-time is not as important as where you're teaching. True. You know, that I know that there are places where you could be a full-timer and people would go, ah, oh, you're a sensei. But even if you're like, you know, for example, I, I t- used to teach a three-week intensive at, in, at, in, um, at Tokyo University, which is a premier university in Japan, at their graduate school. And that was more important to people than my being a full-time you know, person at Yokohama National University. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah, was amazing. It's, a, it's, a, it's very largely a factor. I mean, we talked about this uh, you know, any number of times about the hierarchical nature of Japanese society right. where you know, the, the, the natural, cultural... Uh, bent is to you know put things in a vertical order and you know the the actual order might vary from institution to institution but you've got your slot mileage may vary and you better know where your slot is and you you behave accordingly okay. 
And as I said last week, you know, the part-time teachers are slotted above or below the photocopy machine, depending on the school. And who makes the photocopy machine? Right. With rent. But, okay, <laughs> that's a pretty strange <laughs> comment. <laughs> but in terms of still continuing on the positives full-time, mm-hmm. is that you you can have input. You know, we have department meetings. Mm. And, you know, they do we do talk about you know the education we do talk about curriculum and i do get some input although right. you know, i i was quiet for my first two years oh as you need and, to be and by the way for anyone who is um new to japan or just in and you get like a full-time job or if you're new anywhere and somebody asks you your opinion there's only one correct answer right tony yeah that's true and that answer is silence <laughs> or, or I'm here to listen. <clears throat> okay, hmm. I'm here to listen. So, um, that's a nice thing. Is that it's huge, and in terms yeah. of like you know just general happiness, right, and feeling control and autonomy over your life, being able to have some kind of input into the, you know, the that work aspect of your life is, uh, it's you know, it's immeasurable. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we're not getting the negatives yet, but it's got its downside too. I mean, because with that extra autonomy and independence becomes comes responsibility. Um, but uh, yeah, as a part time teacher, you pretty much get used to the idea that you know you're just kind of getting blown around and you're kind of powerless, and you really have very until you cl- again we talked about last week until you close that classroom door, you really don't have control over anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you do close the door, you do. Pretty much, if you if you play your cards right, if you know how to play the game, you pretty much can do whatever you want to do. What is it that somebody once said to me was, they said, if you want to have freedom in Japan, follow the rules. Very, very astute. Astute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Person's not a friend of mine anymore, but that was an astute comment. Mm, it was very. really astute. And, it, you know, if it sounds totally counterintuitive and contradictory, but if you follow all the rules that are set up for you, you then are able to do whatever you want. And that's a problem I think a lot of us as Westerners do. We have to make a stand. Hmm. You have to take a stance. No, you really yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, No, I agree 100%. Don't do that. You want to teach something in your classroom and you know it's meaningful. You know it's valuable. You know you're good. You're committed to you know the teaching profession. You're committed to being an educator. You don't have to convince everybody else to do it. There's, and, yeah, and don't waste your energy trying. Because that's just not how things work here. And that's that's a whole thing once you become a full timer. That took me a long time to learn. And it's a whole other dance. It's a whole very different dance, right? But the at least you know there's you know you can do very very minor course corrections. I mean, if you want to use the airliner analogy, you know you're never going to get to pilot the airplane, and even if you did, you're already on some route that you've been assigned to. You know, basically you're basically going to be selecting drinks. Hmm. There are very small changes you can make, and so get used to that. But I'm thinking still the ups of being a, um, a full-timer. Well, you get the, the job security itself. You have a contract. But that security is very – no, you, actually, you don't get a contract. That's If you get a contract, beware. Mm. You're given a certificate of appointment. 
Yeah, and, and and I think as we talked about when we talked about we were discussing um, employment, the interviews and things. Yeah, the, the, what what a contract is and what it means is is very different here. Um, oh, yes, and what it means is that if the contract is to your advantage, it won't be honored. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Sadly. Right. That's you know. Have we talked about this? When yeah, we talked case about by it. case. We talked. Yeah, we, we talked about it with the with the in, interviews, job interviews on both. When sides I said, of the fence, did I give yeah. the definition of case by case? Um, my my wife, and, my wife and I, you know, we were talking one day, and she says, "What's the definition of case by case?" And I said, "I lose." <laughs> Right, and for people again who are not in Japan, you don't hear it as much anymore. But there's a notion in Japan that um, what is done and the proper way to act and what is considered right is situational and conditional. And con- contextual is often and really contextual. Well, that's what yeah. I meant with conditional. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's contextual <laughs> or situational, whatever we want to look at. In other words, what is right is not, for example, a um, constant idea or thought or value that is applied consistently across the board. Hmm. It's it's watery. It's fluid is the best way to put it. Right. It, it doesn't rest on principle. It rests right. on the, the, what is, the, the what specific is, situation. And what context. is expedient and the right thing to do under given circumstances. And that's what, that's what governs ethics, morality. I mean, that, that defines it. And it makes people crazy when they get here. Yeah. And it makes people crazy after they've been here. <laughs> and, that's, and that's our excuse. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm just, I have a flat learning curve. But, and you would hear things when somebody would say, you'd say, well, what about this rule? And they'd say, well, it's case by case, okay? Um, and with, so my, with, with, I things, said, with things like income tax, I mean, we're not, we're not talking about small things. We're talking about immigration policy. Yeah, this could be tax. whether or not you get a one-year visa or a three-year visa or whether somebody gives you age again. The person in front of you in line could have exactly the same papers, exactly the same situation. But there's going to be a whole set of variables at play that usually I'm just have – I'm out to lunch on. I have no idea what's going on. So you would hear often, why did this happen? They'd say case by case. So I explained Mm -hmm. to my wife, case by case means I lose. In other words, Mm -hmm. when a contract or a rule is usually in my favor but not in someone else's favor, case by case gets invoked. Mm -hmm. But when the rule is usually in someone else's favor and does not benefit me, I cannot invoke case by case. Right. And the other – That's my negative take on it. Yeah. And the other other word that um, is a a real – bogey for foreigners and often associated with like Japanese management style um, compromise which has the same definition I lose mm. yeah well, well you, you know yeah, you have to learn how to compromise and then that means you have to learn how to do it my way right and, I, <laughs> and just to, to you know and I should point out that the problem here is just like any I think American would feel when dealing with an organization with a lot of red tape Bureaucracy. You know, where all Bureaucracy. logic, sure. all logic, all human relations, everything that common sense gets tossed out the window because there are rules that have to be followed. Right. If you can negotiate the, the military and if you can negotiate civil service. And the IRS. You'll, you'll, you'll do fine here. Exactly. If you understand that. Mm. Right. And so. You've got to have that duality. You've got to have those dual right. realities going all the time. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so anyway. Uh, last moving uh, off topic. Moving positives. Back on Often, it, you know, people of a certain age, um, it becomes important that uh, full-timers can work much longer than part-timers can. 
Uh, part-timers are often shown the door at uh, 65. Well, most I think places. it's the other way around, Tony. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Most places I know are <laughs> retirement age of 65, and they'll let you work as a part-timer. They'll let you continue to work at the school as a part-timer until 70. Oh, well, part-timers are shown the door usually pretty early. I mean, I, For example, I think it's only one of my schools that allow part-timers to teach after 65. But uh, full-timers can teach until 70? Or, 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 or past. Really? Because, yeah, I mean, I remember another university that'll go unnamed, but I can remember seeing some very ancient gentlemen hobbling around campus. But you're sure that they weren't just continuing as part-timers? Um, because but, sometimes but, they... But they were still working. I, I don't right. know whether they, they held their position I, I or whether they were part-time or not, but they were still... The retirement age kicks in, and then they offer you classes. And at some places, I know that they actually let people keep their offices. Mm. So it might that's an interesting thing. We should investigate it because my sense was it's the other way around. Huh? Okay. okay, research homework for homework for the teachers and proof that this podcast is not <laughs> fact and evidence. <laughs> not fact based whatsoever. <laughs> we are not fact based at all. This, hello, welcome to another episode of <laughs> Bogus Two Teachers. Two bogus <laughs> teachers talking, or two teachers talking bogusly. That's a great word, isn't it? Bogus. Bogus. Right. Oh. Okay, so okay, so all the positives you got this incredible salary that's double everybody else's with half the workload. Well, it's not necessarily <laughs> salary, Tony. And health insurance and pension and, dig, and an office and the Ken Cuhey. So, what are the negatives? Your summer vacations and spring vacations are truly restricted. Ah, very much so. And, and uh, I didn't realize and, that. When and I was... we, yeah, yeah but and, and it's it's true that at the part time level, the the vacations have each of the each of the spring and, and the summer vacations have uh, decreased by about a month, two weeks at either end. Really, um, mm. that's always kind of been the case with the full time positions. So it's I mean, no, what, what are you given still, for vacation? We basically, it's understood, I think, that you can take it easy during august and what i mean by taking it easy august is like we don't finish until august 10th let's say with everything Mm -hmm. so a part-timer would give their last class give the tests put the grades in we are doing this we are doing that you know we're working around and then you have basically you know most of august like is when you're you can go overseas to do research or you can take some vacation time but you know come back to september you're basically Working all the time is what's expected. There are meetings. Beginning of September? Basically, yeah. There are Mm. meetings, committee meetings, okay, which is we're going to get into the next negative, okay? Yeah, that's that's where we're going to start. By the way, I just want to take a clear stand on this. If anybody believes that meetings are a positive, please write an email to us explaining and justifying your thinking. I want to see that, and you will, and you will be duly skewered, <laughs> or podcast. you will be duly rewarded if you can prove to me that. Because overall, I'd say most meetings are not done properly. But anyway, um, yeah. So September, um, I'm still working until late February, always, um, and then maybe things wind down at the end of February, um, and then you get time in March to prepare your classes. Because that's a really true point, by the way. You have to think about it. Once you know, I'm into March. I'm already in prep time. Oh, for those for those for the you know, five or six classes. Syllabus right? have just been finished. You know, now <laughs> I'm trying to get my lesson plans together, get everything else set up. So that's the big negative, I think, is that number one, and this is connected to number two, which is number one, you're 
vacation time is limited. And number two, the big thing is your time is not your time as a full-timer. So when I want to go overseas on even a vacation, I have to inform the school that I'm going overseas. Not only that you're going overseas, but but where you're going, <laughs> why where, you're going, contact you're going numbers, with. how yeah. many days, you know, will you be in different places? Yeah. And, you know, at first, you know, as an American, you know, that's just, you look at that as like, or as an older American who's been outside of America for 25 years, um, that's, well, that's an intrusion into my privacy. Oh, what I do, yeah, sure. I, I say, I'm going on vacation. It's none of your business. No, my time is not my time. And that's, I think, you know, a real big negative. It's a, that's, a, that's indicative of, of the entire mindset. And it's not a Japanese foreigner thing. It's not a full-time part. No, thing. all the, the Japanese it really, it, also. It is, it is across the board. The company um, owns you. The, company the nature the of the employer and the employee is a completely different animal. Right. Now, I was at one point, I was a um, non-tenured lecturer. I had a three-year position and then it was finished. I never had to do those things. They treated us very, very differently. Hmm. But since I've been full time at two different universities, yes, you know, you have to go to the personnel office and not just inform them that you're taking vacation, but, you know, if you stay in Japan, it's okay. Then you don't have to say anything. But if you're going overseas, there's a lot, there's an extra piece of paper you have to fill out Mm, mm. to let people know. So there's that loss of that. And and, and tentatively pending approval. It's it's more than just a. Yeah, I'm going. It's, it's, like, it's, it's really, a request for permission. Well, it's it's it, generally pro forma, but it, I think it it's technically it's usually a, re, a a request for permission to go overseas. Right. It's a pro forma request for permission that will not be approved or disapproved. It's just something you have to do. Hmm. I mean, I think I don't think anyone's ever been not a, disallowed. Correct. From that, but the fact that you know some people would, and initially, I just really bothered me. But, you know, as I say, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans, so to speak. Um, So that is hard. And the sense that also the other, I don't know, does this happen to you, Tony? Do you get emails from your schools on the weekend? Yes. Yeah, you see, uh, that's a whole other podcast. Well, that's, but work has changed so much, right? I mean, I think that's true in the States and it's true in Japan. Um, email and and the and the digital aspect of our reality yes. now is uh, really changed the barrier the boundaries of work and private time. And, and I think and I, I think would that's su- universal. And I'll take a stand here, which is I would support everyone to get in the habit of not responding to work related um, emails over the weekend. We have to retrain people that the weekends. I mean, think about it. When I was be 30 years old or you know whenever i was in america you would never call somebody up on the weekend about a work-related issue that would be it would have to be some major emergency correct yeah 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 sure and, and, now, and, I, and for me personally i mean I, for me it's a really big difference a phone call and an email i mean a phone call is like okay what i've got to say is more important than whatever you're doing right now an email yeah you've got you i'm giving the other person the option is that they can answer it immediately okay. they can answer it well, we talked morning, about this, you know, that, you know, nobody's really sure where an email and a phone call stands, right? Like right. Phone call, right, it's a whole, not, it's whole a whole new thing. thing right? But you know, that's one thing though: is that my time is not my time. 
there are things that come up on the weekends, and you just don't have a choice to yes, respond. Yes, right. You you are you, and, and like the part timers owned, but in a different way. Um, yeah, you you think like the part timers equipment and the full timer is a slave. Right, and you know sometimes you're at your office a lot. Um, the other difference there's a lot of re- different requests. Um, work on documents. You have to check things. You have to work on. Let's say I'm asked to check English documentation for certain things. The other foreign, you know, native English speakers are given these kinds of things to do. There's work, and you can't say no. Yeah, yeah. There's all these undefined things that come up that you can't say no to. It's, That's it's just not considered written, part. It's of not the part job. of your job. It, you know, as we say back home, it's not in my job description. It's not my job. That doesn't apply here uh, everything is your job you're you're an employee of this institution it's all our job uh, there is no no right you can't and say no it's really well you can't it's a it's an acquired skill yes and there's an important thing here that's taken me a long time is that as a part-timer you can basically it doesn't affect you too strongly but i think tony for you and i who have worked in the quote real world outside of academia there most of the people i deal with went to elementary school junior high school high school college graduate school and then got a job in a university in other words these are people who have never been outside academia and that creates a very very different mindset that so you're talking about your colleagues and your Japanese colleagues in Japan. I'm talking about my colleagues in my yeah where I work. Most of them have gone straight through the you know the university system, graduate school, and into right. a university. Mm-hmm. And so this idea, for example, that you know Monday through Friday doesn't exist. That's the one negative, right? Mm-hmm. Or that if something comes up, you know that it you know you can inform somebody. Sorry, but this has to be done. Um, so, and you also, you know, the other negative, by the way, is you have no insulation in terms of time. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard to turn to somebody and say, I'm sorry, you know, two days to edit your five-page document is just, you know, I'm sorry, I'm scheduled for things tomorrow. You know, a part-timer could say, I'm just sorry, I have to teach, you know, I'm teaching at another university tomorrow and I have other classes, I don't have time. Goodbye. It's a very hard, <laughs> pardon me? And goodbye. So yeah. We get, we get to leave. Right. We can we and, can walk out the door at any time. A and because they're asking the part-timer, it's always considered a favor. Right, which you can then call in later. Or on. an own a guy. Right. Right. Whereas um as a my senpai from long ago once said to me when he was talking about his full-time job, he said, "Hey Charles, there's there are no suggestions in Japan. There are only requests." And orders, you know, so that's, I think the big negative is when somebody, you know, that can come up sometimes and you don't have recourse to saying, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, really busy. Although, you know, I have informed people when it's really true, you know, that I'm sorry, I'm really scheduled for stuff and I just don't have time to do this. Um, Negatives are, of course, committees, and I'm lucky that my committees are limited. Um, Entrance, oh, right? Yeah, I was just going to get to that. Writing entrance exams, and that, which is, depending oh. on where you're at, can be, can be your the, the can be the big negative. I mean, meetings. I think that's universal. Meetings are just generally. I don't know anybody that likes meetings. They're they're, they're yes, they are worse in Japan for a whole lot of reasons, which is another. But you wrote about this, didn't which, you, Tony? What's that? 
I'm just going to plug your book here, though. You have yes, right. I'm written... it's, it'll, it'll be out in the fall, I think. It's it's an ebook, right? It's an ebook. Yeah, the Japanese meeting, Japanese business meeting. Yeah, and I think it's a whole you... other beast. And right, they're... and I think you do a really good job of explaining, you know, why it's a completely different beast in addition to how it's a completely different beast. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's, if any it's, of you it's, are interesting interested, topic. I strongly suggest taking a look at what Tony has to say. It's very valuable and will help your sanity. <laughs> An uh, thank you. Amount. Yeah, then, but I think yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because otherwise you you really don't know what you're getting into. Yeah, it's a completely different concept. Of the po- the purpose of a meeting here has nothing to do with what um, I think I originally thought a meeting was supposed right. to be. And then some of those meetings have involved the entrance exams, which going uh, back to entrance exams. Yeah, because yes. that's huge for some for some jobs, right? Because sometimes some teachers that? don't need to deal with it at all. Yeah, but for some people, it's the nut. It it, it is the big negative of their job for the whole year the okay. entrance exam yeah so why don't you explain a little bit about entrance exams to people who aren't in japan because <clears throat> it's different than the united yeah. states or other places i yeah. think and yeah very very quickly the entrance exams are uh, exams that are given by in for the most part even though that's starting to change a little bit by each individual university and in it's a holdover from the days when there were actually students of uh university age where it was very difficult to get into universities demographics have changed and it's kind of a holdover ritual but it remains a huge cash cow for the universities because oh, they're entrance no, universities okay. well, that's the invisible elephant right in well I, it is an incredible cash this cow. is this this is this is this is our podcast and we can say <laughs> and i can want. and i and i know i'm not full-time anywhere so i can say whatever the hell i want okay so oh there is a negative isn't there <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> that was subtle tony let's just slip that one hell, hell with you all right i would like to point out that the comments that are going to, <laughs> and the opinions that are going to be expressed from now on are tony silva's alone and not mine <laughs> so yeah this uh this entrance exam scam yeah. um so the universities make a lot of money on the um, entrance exam. So it, the, the, regardless these, these of what's negative, the, it's a system that's perpetuated. But the entrance exams are the gateway to universities, and they define, for, for a, a, to a large extent, the whole education system in Japan. So junior high schools, high schools, are all geared up to these entrance exams. Well, these entrance exams are put together by, no surprise, the full-time teachers and and if you're an english full-time teacher uh english speaking english department um you've got to make multiple exams each year uh because each sitting requires uh and you've got to sit down and you've got to hash out with non-native speakers which involve very often devolves into english lessons for other members of the faculty. Well, I can, uh, I can honestly say I haven't had that problem. Yeah, well. You have, I think. I have. I have never experienced that. I have. And uh, so, you, know, you, you, ask, you know, explaining in, in great – and sometimes they're testing you. You know, you explain in great detail the, grammatic, the reason grammatically why you're objecting to this particular sentence, whether it's usage, usage issue, with the grammar issue, blah, the whole, the whole thing. So you've got not only the making of the exam, but then there's a proctoring of the exams. Uh, which extend from uh, I, I'm not real clear on on that Charles when when do they begin I don't when have do they to, end? okay usually they're February and March hmm. but I don't have to proctor that's not the the one that really yeah that also there's a big variable from school checking. to school it's right the checking yeah it's the checking of the entrance exams you know where 
that could really someone else has made it, and then you've got to check it. And well, or you're the checking the exam, and then you've, you've got made, to defend but, your <laughs> defend your decisions. And today's epi- episode should be called the elephant, the elephants in the room. Here we go. Because the elephant in the room is that most of the people making the tests are almost never specialists in testing. Is number one. Right? Then that's being kind. Well, I'm just being truthful. Mm -hmm. And number two is that for those people who are not from Japan, and some people, I didn't know this, the entrance exams of each university are published so mm-hmm. that students can study for the entrance exam coming after in. After they're given, of course. After they're given. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's been a couple of times. Well, right. The security for the exams is insane. Yes. Which it's, you know, anyway. Security is a good thing, but the, the way that they do it is insane. Yes. It's, yes, 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 yes. Acceptedly. Yes. Everyone right. has accepted um, knowledge. There will be a special meeting, <laughs> for example. But anyway, um, the... Weird thing, though, is that you can't change the test from year to year very much because the previous tests are what the students are studying for. And that means that making changes to an entrance exam is really difficult. Really, really, really yeah, you, difficult. Yeah, you've got to build on what's there before, so you got to change it, but not too much. But, right, and so it's... So, yeah, so that's a negative and, you know, whatever, you know, writing the test or finding the materials and then working it in and doing that, it's a time consuming oh, yeah. process. Yeah, it, it, it depends on, yeah. Marking the test is a problem. But, you know, I realized, you know, talking about entrance exams, I remember now I realize what's really the biggest negative of being full time at my university is we have to proctor the national center test. Okay, that too. And the national center test is comparable to, would you say, the SAT in the sense? It's a test administered to all students who want to get into college. It's two days and it's. Um, you're, you can't read, you can't write, you have to stand there and make sure that nobody cheats. Um, and the worst part of it is, is the media frenzy. If somebody makes a small mistake and I mean, you've seen these Tony, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the, you know, for example, if, um, somebody, I I mean, I've, a a K-tie accidentally goes off. Um, if anyone in the school makes a, a mistake, then the media just as it's as if it's the most important, the biggest problem in in the history of the world. And I'll, you know, I go out on a limb on this, and that's when I really just have to look at the media here and just kind of go, I'm sorry, but you do understand that there is going to be no sharing of any, you know, mistakes for improvement the following year. Right. I think, you know, when we're talking about the Federal Aviation Administration, they have an anonymous reporting, I think, hotline and also a place where you can email and say so people think, you know, pilots or co-pilots or cockpit crew or cabin crew can share mistakes anonymously that have happened so that that information can be shared and so that safety can be improved. And you take something like the National Center Test where, you know, there's incredible pressure if you make a mistake. I mean, actually, at the end of the day people go there were no mistakes everything went smoothly and you're looking at tenured faculty people you know really bright people published people people who are experts in their field applauding 
<laughs> because everybody's scared to make a mistake. So, well, that's I, the ideal. I mean, that's in Japan. That's that's an unattainable idea. It's like no mistakes. That's not, what not, every, not do the right thing. Just no mistakes. Yeah. Is that the goal? I think that's probably the biggest the biggest downside of all is having so, yeah, to making the test, having to proctor the test. No, having to proctor the national center test. Because I, you know you can't read, you can't do anything. You just have to sit there, and there are hour sections, right? And you're you know you're there from the morning, and you know from eight at thirty until like five thirty. There's all this pressure about making mistakes, and you know it's two days, and I'm stuck inside my head for you know. And that's well, I'm so guessing that, it, it maybe maybe this would be a good chance for you to kind of like practice, pick up, practice a meditation. No, because you have to be focused on what's going on. <laughs> they don't know what you're focused on. Oh, because remember, there um, two years ago. Um, a guy was taking a test, I think it was for Kyoto University, and he was texting um, questions to a Yahoo website, and he was receiving answers. So, you know, cheating is like, it's like you know, you have to be really careful about that. Okay, so Nushi's bad, the National Tenor, National Nushi, Center... which is the entrance exam. Uh, entrance right? exams, mm-hmm. National Center test is um, bad, um, meetings are a downside. Um, ah, if you're... I'm lucky... But some people, um, you could be in an organization that might not fit you or you might not fit well with them, and you have no break from that. Whereas as yeah. a part-timer, yeah, you you're probably... Still, yeah, yeah. If you're, you're, in a bad, you're in a bad situation. You just can't drop one day. Yeah. You can't drop one day. I'm lucky, again, as I say, um, and I, I mean that, that you know I work in a place that is overall really really good my department is really you know a bunch of good people to work with and that works really nicely but it's not like you covered yourself you're you're safe (laughs) (laughs) actually no and you know but no no i know i've heard you i've heard you say that over you know you've heard me say that when we're not recording just joking but yeah i know yeah i I, I do uh, i want to be covered i don't get me wrong (laughs) And that, you see, now right there is a perfect example of a downside of being full-time, mm. is you want to make sure you're covered. Or even, you know, even, even part-time, even part-time. Right, right. Uh, it's, a, you, it's, it's funny the things that spill over. Or um, what people will consider offensive or wrong or rude that uh, we would not think is. Uh, I, I can tell you two instances. There was one t- guy that... Um, his contract was not renewed because it was reported, not never verified, or didn't, didn't talk to him about it. It was reported, uh, presumably by students, that they saw him drunk on a on a train, and so uh, his contract was not renewed because some I've had contracts that actually include right that that kind of it's point number eight or nine right that your behavior in and out of classes. Mm-hmm. Must um, reflect positively on the university. Okay. Think about that again. That's an example when you're full time. That your own time is not your own time. And if you're full time, and that com- that that's a problem, then that's a big problem. If you're part time, it's it's one of it's your all, four, no. It's only a problem. It's one of your four schools. If you're a like, contract, yeah. no, it's only a problem full time. If you're a contract, mm. I don't think they can do that to you if you're tenured. And I mean, I don't know. We've talked before about what would be different. I mean, <laughs> well, just stand up. Wasn't it? It was. I, I can't say the name of the university, but it's it's okay, my, Tony. It, you're covered. It's one of <laughs> it's one of my favorites to flog. You guys who know me know where it is. But it was a. Uh, I think it was a full time teacher. Uh, last year, in 
in Osaka, and it was on the subway where the guy was groping a woman, and the passengers, re- strangely, reacted That's and unusual. took some action, and he took off running down the subway tracks. And uh, the subway service was suspended, and they caught the guy. And I, I don't know the final result, right? But, uh, you know, what happened, I assume that he had to resign. Uh, <laughs> and I use that just as a kind of kind of way to wrap things up. But, um, yeah, it's you can understand why those rules are in place, because if you have somebody like this on you, you know, when it comes out in the paper that this guy was, you know, a teacher at your university... Obviously, this is going to be a problem, but that um, often what happens is kind of a ratchet effect. And there's a very good chance that he was forced to resign, not because of what happened in the in the, in the subway car, but for because he got down, caught. But he, no, running down the subway tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because again, there's also a very different attitude in Japan about drinking. And thank God, though, thank God, the attitudes about sexual harassment have finally been you know, catching up to mm. what our standards would be. Mm. That's, I think, a real positive thing, though. Um, but I think, you know, the alcohol, you know, if you're drinking and you're just drunk, I think that's just not that, it's not considered that unusual. Well, but, especially but, in Japan. Well, I'm saying in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm thinking it's, again, that might be something that I think is... It just doesn't occur. But the flip side, I want to take this to the flip side, which is a lot of people, um, you know, I was I get angry when I see three year positions and then out or one year contract renewable for four years. And the only problem I have with that is I think that those are not um, equally applied across the board. I don't think those kind of positions tend to be offered towards Japanese nationals as much as foreign teachers. And if they were equally applied, you know, I'd feel a lot better about it. But I do know, you know, people, there are people who think that once I get a job, I'm in forever. Hmm. And there are people who sometimes just don't belong, are not a good fit for a given institution or a given organization. So I just want to say that on one hand, you know, I don't like it. On the other hand, I kind of can understand it. But the full-time thing, you know, Tony, as we say, you know, getting close to wrapping up, I mean, there's a lot of pluses, there's a lot of minuses. Um, and, you know, I, you know, when I'm full-time, I want to, I want, I want to, I think, oh God, being part-time would be so much nice, more time with my family. I'd have, you know, longer summers, longer springs. And then on the other hand, when I was part-time, I thought, oh, I want the security, I want the research, I want the ability to feel, you know, safe in the classroom, not worry that there's, you know, somebody, you know, who I, I have to worry about everything that I say or do, or if I make a mistake. So it's really true. The grass is greener on the other it's side. A, it's a real greener grass situation. And I think both have advantages or disadvantages, but I think also that the number of tenured positions being offered is definitely, um, it's almost non-existent. It's almost non-existent. I don't think they're offered. It's really dried up. Right, right, right. And I think that's a a Ministry of Education directive, isn't it? Not sure. I don't know about that. Could could very well be. There's a real push to five-year, like a five-year term renewable. And to not offer people tenure. In fact, um, if you... Well, there was that big law change last year that's uh, quite oh, controversial, right? Is that, that's the one where after five years, 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's right, totally a, you know, how effective unintended consequences. Oh, right? why don't we talk about this just for a minute? Because this is just, it's amazing to see how, right? So, yeah, so there was a lot of good intentions a, go there bad. There was a labor movement, and there was a law passed ostensibly to protect the part time workers. I always talk about them as being rented equipment and things being discarded. And these are part time people who have worked at a certain place for. Ah, by the way, Tony, why don't you explain that part timer for us means you're at one school uh, one day, yeah, one school yeah, yeah. other? It's a, it's, and this is yeah, this is true. Like whether it's like teacher or whether an employee, um, but you could be a part time person considered a part time employee at a company and still work forty hours a week at the sure. company. Yeah, part time basically means no benefits. Right, that's and the real they, key. They, yeah, and then they and, and you're temporary, ostensibly, even though you're there for a long time on a contract basis or something. So, a law was passed that companies that had these quote unquote part time employees, this is schools and companies alike, same. These quote-unquote titular part-time people who are really de facto full-time employees, that after a period of five years, they had to be treated like full-time employees. If you have somebody working 40 hours a week for five years, you can't call them part-time. You, They are full-time and they are entitled to all the benefits of a full-time worker, medical insurance, pension, et cetera, Bonuses. et cetera, sick time, um, whatever, uh, you know, maternity leave, da-da-da-da-da-da. And almost, I, I can't, I can't remember exactly how soon after this law was passed, and it was a university that I work at that put out a memo saying that starting in April this year, um, basically all of you, all of the part-time workers um, are hired because we serve at a year-to-year basis. They can, they can tell us to go of... right. But now, now, not only is it just a year-to-year basis, but it's a maximum of five years. So. You can work here for five years, and after that, you're out. Okay, and you know how – so the obvious question is, of course, if you've had somebody there for five years, that means you're reasonably happy with them, especially since you can stop them from working. You know how most schools are going to get around – or what they're doing to get around and how they're going to rehire people? Some kind of artificial There is a six-month cooling-off period. Yeah. So think about that. Think about a one-semester cooling-off period. And then you're going to bring back the same person. You rehire the same person for five years. So what's going to happen is that someone's going to create an entire agency for, you know, and you submit your name and say, look, during this semester, either, right, (laughs) spring or fall, I'm going to be free. And somebody's going to make an incredible amount of money placing those people for one semester. Yeah, you can maybe like work some kind of like buddy system, like a pair system. That, but can... but what's, look at the inconsistency. That's insane. If you've had somebody for five years, don't you want to keep them for longer? And in the university system, by the way, this is what's really crazy. This is not like a company employee who's working 40 hours a week, right? This means that if you are a part-time teacher at University A on Monday, after five years, you will lose your Monday. Correct. Not your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You are just losing the Monday. And then they can rehire you immediately afterwards. And my guess is some places will use that as, you know, because sometimes you get stepped by how many years you work, right? Sure. Other places do it just by age. I'm going to bet you a lot of people are going to be kicked down to a different um you know pay scale different pay scale sure you know and so and that's just because there are some places that you know really are good with there are a lot of places that are really good with people and there are some places that aren't but yeah that law is just you know that just is duh yep yep 
Yep, 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 yep. And you still can fire people after five years. Yeah. Right? You can yeah. still get rid of it. It's just it's a little bit more increased paperwork, right? So I don't understand the thinking of universities, yep. you know, and that's, I think, I don't know. So anyway, so the advantages of full-time and part-time, right? Yeah. yeah well, it's a, again, the greener grass thing is really the, is the key. I mean, there's really, it's really important. I mean, when you look at the other side, it's like, it's very easy to focus on how good okay. the other guy has it. Right. But can I throw something out, Tony, cool. that we didn't cover? And mm. I'm talking as an educator, as a classroom teacher. If somebody's a researcher, there is no question which job is better. It's a, you know, it's there's not an advantage to being part time. If you're a researcher, you want a full time job. Sure, and Absolutely. I, you know, and I have to, I should have mentioned that from the beginning. Yeah, that's a good I, point. That's a good I come point. across we we're we're two teachers talking. We're not two researchers talking. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I were a researcher and what I was inter interested in was just doing nothing but research, oh, you absolutely there's absolutely no question which you have to be full. -time, you have sure. to be full time. Yeah, minimize your classroom time and maximize your other resources that you've got. Exactly. Yeah, sure. You know, you've got the office, you've got the, you know, resources, you know, um, you're teaching six coma, six classes a week, maybe with your, com you know, committee responsibilities and the rest of the time you're doing your research. So if you're a researcher, there is no question as to which position is better. But if you're like me, you know, then, or, or you, <laughs> And we're two teachers talking. There we go. And <laughs> yeah, the segue. usual, the usual, right? Yeah. On the we web, two teachers talking dot com, two teachers talking at gmail dot com, Skype, two teachers talking, two uh, teachers talking, podcast, two, two teachers, teachers talking. talking. You get it yet? It's a, it's a, it, it's what, a what thing. Was it Steve Jobs said when he remembered, do you get it yet? <laughs> it's a phone. It's a music player. It's a personal. It's a web browser. It's an internet it? device. It's uh, it's a it's a connected internet device, right? Here we go. Anyway, so I think that's a good point which we should finish. We had the segue there, and I ruined it. Okay, so Tony, again, thanks. Um, thank you. And yeah, yeah this is just a you know, again, this is one of those topics that we could go on and on, and my opinion could change next week. Yeah, this is one of those conversations we we, we talked I about think the podcast at the very beginning, the like bar talk, other, right? Two long... teachers in a bar talk with a microphone. This is that. This is that conversation that goes on and on and on until you miss your last train. Right, and uh, so we, we we've known each other since about what ninety nine, like I that. Think. Maybe maybe you're so yeah. Let's you know, call it and I think yeah. you and I have switched positions so much on this. Mm. I know that you've really talked about the importance of part time, and I've really said no. You as a as an educator, you want to stay part time. Blah blah blah. So you know, if we did this podcast in another month, I'm sure that you know the opinions would be very different. But yeah, and, and you know, greener grass. I can you know here at the at the at the Silva household, um, I'm part time at five schools. My wife is full time at one university. Brass tack, come down to we're both. <laughs> busting our ass pretty much seven days a week yeah <laughs> it's and there's no way around that it's just like how do you want to spend those seven days and what's acceptable in terms of compensation how to get compensated what what you have a tolerance for uh what you have a preference what's for? the best what, fit for you as kicks? an educator what do you like what can't you stand all that stuff add it up and then go for yeah. it and, and, and go the way you want to go that's a good okay and i will Say that's a good point in which we should wrap it up, Tony. Yeah, wrap okay, it up. Okay, so this is Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. Two teachers talking. Yeah. And talking. <laughs> and talking and talking. Be well, Tony. All righty.